Hello and welcome to the Keto Man's Club podcast. We're glad you're here, where each week we talk about men's health and lifestyle. We do so with the foundation of the ketogenic diet and lifestyle. If you don't know what keto is, stick around and you'll find out. The podcast will bring you real honest fun. Each week we strive to uncover the tips and tricks that you can use in your everyday life to maximize your overall health and find the clearest path to becoming the best version of yourself that you were meant to be. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Keto Man's Club podcast. My name is Chris. I'm one of your hosts and I'm joined this week, as always, by Jim and Alberto. How's it going, Jim? Uh, it's good. <clears throat> as I uh, hack a little bit, um, allergy season is like in full force. And here in Indiana, we're getting some of the effects of the uh, wildfires out on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a combination of things that oh, yeah. every about 90 seconds or so I'm clearing my throat. That makes for a lovely podcast, let me tell you. So I will do my best to mute myself periodically and not uh, hack up a lung or anything like that on anyone. Much appreciated. We want to we, we want to keep our listeners. We want to keep them happy. We want to yeah. keep them. So that's, well, that's I that. I would end up removing all or most of them, you know, in the end. But as far as that goes, I I, I appreciate not having to do that manually. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Whatever <laughs> yeah. it takes for you, brother. Yeah. Um, okay, well, uh, Alberto, what's new with you? Oh, sort of day in the life. Uh, got my rear end handed to me, matching a color on a Lamborghini today. So I'm got to go back and try to finish that tomorrow. So yeah, uh, I've we recently been helping out a shop that does all super high end stuff, and it, it's kind of that being a car guy, it's kind of disappointing when you get to work on the like the Lamborghinis, the Ferraris, the Maseratis, and you realize these things have legitimately terrible paint jobs from the factory. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but hey, when you buy them new and that kind of money, you don't pay attention. But when you're the guy in charge of making the color match, oh mm -hmm. man, <laughs> it's a struggle. So bit a bit of a downer, but we'll move on. I'll nail that color tomorrow, and we'll just keep right on rocking. Yep, pretty much. Yeah, you've been sending some pictures to our group chat and and uh, showing off some of the cars that you're getting to to quote unquote rub elbows with, and it's been uh, some of them pretty darn nice. Uh, that's for sure. Um, I'm sure it's fun to play in the 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 premium vehicle game every once in a while. Yeah, it's just nice to, I mean, just to look inside them and be like, wow, like these things are serious, like you know, mm -hmm. serious, serious supercars, yeah. and they're 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 not built for comfort; they're built for performance. And yeah, you're sitting in a cockpit, and everything's within arm's reach, and like they start these things, and they're they're almost mm -hmm. they'll scare you if you're not paying attention <laughs> when they start them. And they're they're interesting. I mean, it's it's a different animal. You know, you're not. You're not cruising these things to the grocery store and back. At least, I don't don't think you are. Maybe you are if you have a Lamborghini. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I would love for you to take that expertise that you've done on the Lamborghini and put it on like a '83 Chevette, and just see. <laughs> you know, if people would get if you would get looks or anything like that. I mean, souped <laughs> up something. You know, an old hatchback or whatever. That'd be kind of oh, cool. they're out there. There's uh, and there's oh, there's sure. been articles. Uh, the one that sticks out the most to me, which is hilarious, and this was like a complete junkyard build that the guy built for like a grand. He bought a Chevette, and then uh, in the junkyard found a, a 500 big block Cadillac 500 cubic inch big block, and he stuffed <laughs> that thing into that Chevette. And I mean, mind you, this thing was a total wreck, but uh, he 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 made it. He put it together enough for it to be safe, titled, and to be able to race it. <laughs> <laughs> But it was wow. just a it was a drag strip job, and I mean, he didn't do any work to the car. It was it was pure fabrication, just to kind of like just to do it to say he did it, and it it was really really cool. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's awesome. 
That's awesome. My uh, my week has been pretty basic. I've been doing more bike riding um, and uh, just lots of work trying to to manage my sleep schedule a little bit. I successfully uh, got all all of the podcasts that I had to uh, get edited edited uh, overnight Sunday into Monday, uh, so I didn't have to do overnighters both Sunday and Monday. Uh, so that was kind of nice. I was still, you know, in, in bed asleep by, by probably about one o'clock on Monday night, which is, uh, rare for me. So, you know, that's, that's good. Um, and, uh, I'm prepping for the, for my cut that I've invited, uh, several of the men, uh, or just the, the group in general, uh, to join me in. I'm going to do the carnivore, the, the carnivore keto cut in October. Um, probably about the time that this airs, actually, we'll be starting that. And so roughly we're about half a month away from that officially starting. And, and that I'm, I'm, I'm intentionally being very public about it because I don't want to let myself off easy and just kind of like ghost on it this time around because I had tried it once before. Um, I want to take it to its, uh, to its fruition and get it done and, so I'm excited, but uh, we'll, we'll see how thrilled I'll be whenever I'm eating at a deficit and working out harder than I normally do. That That is what I'm trying to do in preparation, though. I'm trying to amp up my activity level. I'm trying to get uh, my bike rides in a little bit more often so I have some steady-state cardio going, um, just trying to be consistent <clears throat> and trying to work on my schedule so that whenever I uh, hit October 1st, I'm not having to try to... Uh, force myself into, uh, you know, square peg into to round hole type scheduling issues. So we, we shall see uh, how that goes and I will be documenting it on, I think I'm going to try to do a good job of, of documenting the whole process on my, uh, on my Instagram, um, or my, uh, my, my keto Facebook page. Uh, but we'll, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. So I'm, I'm really bad about, uh, the documenting thing. I'll take lots of pictures or, uh, I'll even shoot videos sometimes and they never make it to the light of day because I'm the guy that likes to fix it afterwards. <laughs> and, uh, I, I've, I've taken to, uh, whenever I've got a, a video that I want to make for the group, just going live with the group and making it <laughs> because that way I can't edit it after the fact. Uh, so, uh, we'll, we'll see, we'll see how that all goes. Well, Jim, any, any, uh, business before we get into our shout outs? Um, you know, we're just plugging right along and everything. Hopefully, um, everybody's received their shirts now. Uh, we hope to do one more round of some merchandise and swag before the end of the year. We're still going to finalize some details on all of that. Um, but uh, we had some nice photos in the last week or two of guys uh, wearing their new mm -hmm. Stakes Greater Than Shakes shirts. And they, if they didn't get their first round TKMC shirt, they got a second one. So I think we're in pretty good shape. Yep, I agree. We're seeing continual steady growth um, in, in the groups, so that's uh, that's good. It's not leaps and bounds or anything, but it doesn't need to be. Um, and that's uh, uh, the 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 growth that we are seeing is pretty uh, pretty organic so far, and mm -hmm. so that's been uh, nice to be able to continue to see. Probably a little bit of the sign of the times, also mm -hmm. um, that you know there are a lot of people who are dealing with stress, and you know they're getting by, and that's okay. We 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 got a good group of guys looking out for one another so when yeah. things improve and people get back on a good health track the door is open yep absolutely well um let's dig into shout outs but before we do a quick reminder to our listeners if you would do us a favor uh 
leave a review on Apple Podcasts or go and and leave a, a comment on the Facebook page about uh, your experience and and what what that's been. We enjoy seeing whenever you guys uh guys and gals there's a few of you out there uh to uh leaving your your comments on the the facebook page and 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 hearing what your experience has been in, in reaction to the the stories that you're getting to hear from what we're putting out there and and if you think that this uh the stories that you're hearing like the story of mark that, that we're going to hear tonight um if you think that's going to be impactful for you, for someone else in your life, please share that episode with them because um, these these really are transformative stories that uh, we really want to get uh, in front of as many people as we can because it might be transformational for someone else as well. Um, I always use it, but it seems to be the uh, the best um, the best analogy for it. It 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 only takes one pebble to start an avalanche and that's exactly what it was for me and i know that it's uh, that's kind of how it's been for a lot of you guys and so um simple things can lead to big changes so definitely uh try to get it out there uh if you think that this will be beneficial to someone out there uh so let's go into uh shout outs here real quickly uh alberto let's start with you all right lucky me <laughs> uh, this week, we're going with uh, member Daniel Dean. Uh, posted a picture of himself uh, in front of the gym. And it says, uh, com- the comment says, Woke up this morning, not feeling it, so I skipped the gym. Decided I was only cheating myself, so hit it hard this afternoon. And uh, I can relate with that. And, you know, the, there's that idea of skipping in the morning and being able to force yourself to make time to get in there later in the day. That's, that's, that's awesome. So, well, it, it takes even more energy, more, more willpower because you have to force it into your schedule usually in the middle of the day. Like it doesn't just yeah. happen in the middle of the day. Um, yeah. If I don't the, go work out first yeah. thing in the morning, yeah, I just, I could just never, I just never make it. That's just the way, <laughs> that's just the way it is for me. <laughs> and that's exactly what I'm going to have to do. I'm either going to have to schedule it after work and just plan every single night after I get off of work at 10 30 PM to hit the gym or I'm, which I'm fine with technically my wife won't be too great, too happy about it. She does like me to come to bed at a re- reasonably normal time some nights. Uh, but uh, the, um, but you know, I, I could do that or I can, force myself to get up a reasonable hour in the morning and, and get that, uh, get it in, in the morning. And that's why I'm aiming for, uh, myself, but yeah, it takes a lot of effort. So kudos on him for sure. I saw that post and that, that jumped out and was, uh, a little, uh, um, conviction drawing, I guess is probably the right term for it. It brought up a little conviction for me on, uh, not getting my, my workout in today, that type of thing. Jim, how about you? Uh, mine is for Quentin Priest, not for necessarily anything that he has done, but he shared that um, there is now a G. Hughes sugar-free sweet chili dipping sauce. And I've come to appreciate uh, the recommendations our guys share in our groups, um, food-wise, recipe-wise, restaurant-wise, all these different things. Um, and uh, wings are awesome. So I'm really kind of looking forward. I actually went grocery shopping after work tonight and uh, tried to find this stuff. It was not available. Um, so if anybody sees the sugar-free sw- sweet chili sauce by G. Hughes, um, one of your Keto Man's Club podcast hosts, would be more than grateful 
um, to uh, get a taste test and see how it is. So, um, yeah, so that's my shout out slash hmm, I'm looking on the shelves for uh, shout out of the week. Very cool. Very cool. I am going to shout out our friend Matthew Davis. He uh, he posted a, a very humorous uh, post today. Uh, especially being, you know, keto in general, but, uh, he, he says zero carb really freaks people out at the gym. Whenever I use this as my water bottle and he has himself sucking out of the tip of a Hershey's syrup bottle. Um, <laughs> you, you, you know, it's water, but at the same time that, that, you know, I can just see that happening in the gym. Someone, you know, running on the treadmill or, or you know, that type of thing and swigging back a, a, a quick sip on, <laughs> on a Hershey bottle. Um, of course, I, I immediately start thinking about all the estrogenic properties of that bottle and cringe a little bit. So, you know, humor aside, uh, <laughs> it was one of those things that I, uh, or a reality aside, I should say, uh, it was a humorous post and, and one that, that I appreciated. We need those types of things, uh, on a day-to-day basis for sure. Okay. Well, um, that's it for all of that. Um, one more reminder, because I didn't throw it in earlier. You can connect with us, uh, uh, whether it be our Facebook pages, uh, the, the Facebook groups, or our Instagrams, uh, by going to theketomansclub.com. All the links are there. Uh, you can also leave us a voicemail at 512-518-6161. And, uh, or you can send us an email at ketomansclubpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, th- we do have one other piece of business to, to tend to, so we don't forget it again. Um, <laughs> again. Uh, so we, we had a brand recently reach out to us to uh, and ask if we were interested in trying their product. And uh, just giving an honest Made review. it to the big time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, can't call it a sponsorship uh, necessarily, uh, even though I do think they in that email they did offer you know if we liked it and, and thought it was something that, that our listeners would approve of the uh, a discount code. I'm not sure about that yet, so look at the show notes if there's a discount code there. Uh, you know that's there for you. But um, we uh, we got to try some low carb, low sugar uh, snack bars. Um, th- there's two different varieties. Uh, uh, granola and nut and seed bars, and they are made by Monk Pack. So Jim actually ended up. They sent one package for me and Alberto to share, and then Jim got the package all to himself <laughs> because we're you know so far apart. And I'm um, offering a forty nine ninety five a piece. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we we got we we got to try them a little bit, a little a little bit of taste testing here. I think uh, the 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 other two have things left. My wife and I shared one box of the nut and seed bars and, uh, and that has uh, not made it past the uh, week and a half or so that since we got it. Uh, so Berto, what was your, your take on it? It was good. I only tried the one cause I'm still reversing out of this cut and, you know, I haven't had any sweeteners. So I wanted to be extra cautious mm-hmm. and make sure I tried it. You know, when I had nothing else planned the rest of the days, you never know what these things. So I, I did have their, uh, their peanut butter, uh, granola bar. Um, it was good. You know, it was, it was obviously high in carbs I and mean, how could it not be, mm-hmm. but there's also some fiber in there, but uh texture was good. Flavor was good. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, for, for being a, how am I trying to word this? Obviously I haven't eaten a granola bar in a long time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this thing fit the bill quite nicely. And yeah. uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're kind of small, but it's mm-hmm. all, again, it's a snack. It's not a meal. Yeah. So, so 
I mean, if I guess I've had one complaint, it might be that. But sure. I mean, for what it was, no, it was perfect size. That's mm-hmm. something you obviously you don't want to eat too much of that either. No. No, you don't. And and they do add up real quick. Um, on the peanut butter granola bar, I'm looking at the ingredients list and the nutritional information. It lists 12 total carbs. So for the total carb people, uh, it's 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 big. <laughs> um, but the uh, it, the the re and, and then the net carbs end up coming down to one net carb or one or I'm sorry two two grams net carbs one gram of sugar. And uh, some of that's just because of the uh, peanut butter in there and things like that. The third ingredient and the sweetener that you used on these is allulose. Allulose is a, in the family of non-insulinic natural replacement sugars, I guess you could say. It's actually very um, – from what I've heard, it's um, on a chemical level very similar to, to actual sugar. But it has a little bit of a different reaction in the body and things like that. So it makes for a very good replacement. But the total carb definitely, you know, when you've got 12 grams total carb, four of fiber, one of sugar. Um, and then they still say that it's net carb of two. That's a lot of allulose. So and that that was pretty consistent with the uh, the ingredient list of most of these um, was that they they had a pretty good sized uh, total carb. Jim, what was your impression on the ones that you've tried? Um, I've tried two and I wish I could remember which ones exactly of the um, nut and seed bars. Mm -hmm. And um, both were pretty good. I've got to be honest. Um, I've been a little bit skeptical of the nut and seed combo kind of thing in the past, just because it, I mean, it's a mind thing that it doesn't look like a typical granola bar. It looks like Literally a bunch of nuts and seeds packed together. Sure. So, um, but really taste was nice. Um, it's as Berto said, you know, it's a snack. You got to be mindful that you um, don't eat 12 kind of thing, but it's just something to get you by or whatever. Um, they've got some different flavors, coconut, coca chip. There's a pumpkin seed, cinnamon, almond, nut and seed. Um, there's peanut butter, as was mentioned before. I've got my box here in front of me that's why you're hearing the rattling maple pecan so there's um a different variety posted um the box that i received on our instagram um a couple weeks back or so when i got it and tagged monk uh monk pack in it um hashtag monk pack moment and uh so they're they're out there and yeah check it out and see what you think yep um and and my wife and I have have done away with all of the nut and seed bars that that we uh, that we got. We we split the 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 the, the combo box um, between Berto and I. So Berto got all the granola bars, and I ended up getting all the nut and seed bars. Um, but my wife is is not um, necessarily a replacement sweetener person. Like she doesn't she doesn't prefer the the replacement sweeteners at all and and things like that. But I I had her try it, and she. Um, she had one of each and, and they, and ended up actually asking me the other day, Hey, do you still have one of those left or any of those left? And I'm like, Oh, no, no, we're out. Uh, but it, <laughs> you know, so she, um, but yeah, she, she was saying, um, she, she liked it enough that she would have eaten it again. Basically that's saying something. Um, and so, yeah, we, um, and, and the, the nut and seed bars seem to have the consistency of that, like 
Quaker Oats uh, chewy granola bar that you get in the cereal aisle, that was what it was like for me. Um, and so I, I enjoyed him. Um, obviously, I ate most of them. Uh, so <laughs> uh, so I, I enjoyed him. And, and that was that was cool to uh, get to try those. I would probably buy them again um, if I were to do so. But uh, like like we've said about the macros, uh, I, I would be more judicious about my use of them um, going forward than, than what I was whenever I first had them. Uh, so they also have some other things that are uh, that, that are on their um, website th- uh, that they sell, but they are not um, touting their protein cookies or uh, in, in either variety as being ketogenic. Um, they're just saying that they're plant-based gluten-free and dairy-free. Uh, but uh, let me Pull up one here real quick. Look at the uh, ingredient list. Um, total carbs was 16, fiber 3, total sugar 9. So, um, so yeah, quite quite a bit of, of real sugar in, in those. And so those wouldn't necessarily be something that, that we could put our stamp on. But the, uh, the, the keto bars, the granola, and the nut and seed bars, those, those seem like they're they're a good alternative for 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 those who really want or or need that. I would be forced to agree. Yep. They're tasty. <laughs> I mean, I'll give them that. They are tasty. Yeah, they yeah, it's, unfortunately they're probably a little too tasty and that's why I'm you know, I'm I'm going to have to be judicious with them going forward because I have no self-control. Uh <laughs> Anyway, um, that's enough business. Mark has been in the wings for 24 minutes now. Um, so thank you, Mark, for, for being so patient. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. And thanks for everything that you guys do for the keto community. Um, you guys have been such a huge help for me during this journey. So I just wanted to say thanks right off the bat. Well, I'm glad you read your contract and started off with a thank you. That's, but, that's greatly appreciated, say, Mark. He's trying to earn that free box of Monk Pack. <laughs> uh, don't give my and now we're going to take you into double jeopardy, Mark. So. <laughs> well, um, Mark, tell us uh, just some of the basics about yourself, who you are, where you are, you know, family structure. Uh, yep. Get us started. Don't necessarily necessarily you don't have to jump right into the health side of things. So kind of just get us started with knowing a little bit of who you are and whatnot. All right. Sounds good. Well, my name is Mark. I am 45 years old, which freaks me out when I say that. Uh, I live in Santa Monica, uh, California, so which is awesome. I'm like a mile from the beach. It's just great. Um, the history of me. Well, I was born in San Jose, California. Uh, I'm the youngest of three kids. Um, I always say that my family, we kind of all grew up together because my parents were really young and I'm the baby of the family. I think my dad was 22 when I was born. So yeah, you know, we had a typical kind of just average family, I would say. Um, my mom's a stay-at-home mom. My dad uh, worked uh, as a mechanic, and uh, yeah, it was it was great. I I I would say <laughs> my dad and I. The funny part is, you know, he's very like macho, like truck driver, and then he had me as a son, 
and it was like no interest in sports and kind of just like I was more interested in just like hanging out and talking with people. So uh, my dad and mom kind of forced me to get in like baseball and stuff like that because I showed no interest in sports. So I kind of, you know, lived a sedentary life most of the time. Like I had no desire to play sports, but, you know, I did that. Um, In terms of I was the first kid out of my entire family to graduate from college. So that was a interesting kind of experience because no one in my family had really done it before. And one of the philosophies my dad kind of instilled in my sisters and I is this philosophy is you take my money, you take my shit. So it was like, because of that, it kind of, I essentially paid for college on my own. So um, you know, I worked at Starbucks in the morning, I'd go to school full time, and then I would work at a restaurant at night and kind of just made sure that I did it my way. Um, graduated from college, got my BS in PR, which is really funny if you think about it. Uh, and then I went into the quote real world, got a job. I worked in PR and advertising for a little bit. And then um, in 2003, I had the opportunity to move to New York City. Uh, which I jumped at the chance because up until that point, everyone in my family had just born and raised and just stayed in San Jose. So I was like, oh my God, this is my opportunity to kind of get out and like switch it up. So I did that. It was amazing. Uh, I took to it like a fish to water. Like I just remember the two years that I lived there, I would just have those moments where I'm like, holy crap, I live in Manhattan. How did that happen? Um, so that was such a huge shift in my life and such a positive experience. Um, In 2005, I moved back to California just because at the time um, my mom had cancer. So I wanted to move back to California to get, to be closer to family. And then uh, she passed away two months after I moved back. So I was living in Los Angeles. I went from New York to Los Angeles. My mom passed away. And then after that, I moved back to the Bay Area and I lived in San Francisco for nine years, which was another amazing experience. Like I always say that that city is like my soul city. Um, So I lived in SF until 2014. And then I moved back to Los Angeles. Work brought me back to Los Angeles and I've been here ever since. Very cool. So you you weren't active in sports you weren't active in um in the the physical activities of things you were more nope. interested in interested in people and things like that yep. what was health like what was eating like growing up i mean in the beginning um i didn't really have any weight issues i would say it probably started happening in high school um you know uh I it, I was doing some thinking about like what what kind of triggered these uh relationships with food and I think you know I have it kind of planned out or thought out in a couple different things that stick out into my mind of things that I still remember um one of them you know in 4th grade is like when I started changing and I was like oh my god this I felt like I was a freak because I felt like I started developing before other people did. 
And then people would make comments. And I guess I would just like internalize that. And then I would find comfort in food that way. Um, and then, you know, other, <laughs> this, how can I say this? I don't want people to think that I was depressed or anything. Cause I've, I had a good life, but just, you know, thinking about those little things that people say to you growing up and how it can affect you. I think, you know, I, I really kind of internalize it a lot because I remember sometimes in high school that when I'd be getting ready for school, I would be brushing my teeth or getting ready. And I would purposely put the mirror or like the medicine cabinet, I would open it. So I didn't have to see what I look like, which when I look back at it now, I'm like, that's so sad, you know, but it was, it's a combination of that. Um, I remember one time I was working at Starbucks and one of my coworkers was trying to like get by and he made some comment of like, oh, it's time to switch to low fat milk or something like that. And I just remember kind of like, that's such a shitty thing to say. And again, I internalized it. And then through that, you know, I would just kind of find comfort in food. Um, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't really until I would say like graduation slash of high school and college that I started to really put on the weight. And I think it was just me not dealing with all those like internalized issues of people saying mean stuff to me and me just being sensitive and taking it in. And, um, and then from there, it was kind of just, I would have those little um, weight numbers like, okay, if I get over 200, like that's when I know I'm going to, you know, start working out and trying to eat better and all of that. So it was like a constant kind of just almost like a dance. It was like a back and forth. It was like, I would get to that weight and then I would, you know, go on some crazy diet or try to start exercising and try to get it under control. And then it would go back up. And yeah, it was just, I think at the most that I got up to was 250 pounds. And I mean, I'm not a tall guy. I'm only five, eight. So 250 pounds, like <laughs> it's a lot of weight on someone as short as I am. Um, well, I will say that um, you're, you're proudly welcomed into the, um, the Sears Husky Jeans Alumni Club. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I get you right there, man. Totally. I, I, yeah. And the the mirror thing. You're not the first person to say that for sure. And it's it is unfortunate because um, over the last year and a half or so, as we've done this podcast, we've had guys come on that you know you you in some way, shape, or form, you kind of take the comments as just part of growing up kind of thing, but for some of us, it sticks in there deep. For others, yep. it bounces off kind of thing. Um, and, and, you know, kids, they don't know. I mean, they, they're, totally. they're doing whatever they do kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, it can be it can be a big-time challenge for sure. Um, when you, you – you said you're the youngest. Mm-hmm. Um, are there – how many older siblings do you have? I have two older sisters. Okay. So – um, being the only guy then, mm-hmm. um, you know, you probably, 
had i don't know i'm just trying to piece it all together from what you've just said and everything and um yeah you did have a little bit of uh an uphill climb it seems like yeah i mean i think a lot of i don't want to say sensitivity because it's not like a i don't view that as a bad thing like i like right. who i am as a person but when i look back at my life like my life has been female dominate like two older sisters my mom comes from a family of nine kids eight were you know female so it's just like my entire life has been like you know dominated Mm -hmm. by women and i don't i don't like i would not change that for the world i think it's made me a better person um but i also do think that you know um if i'm being completely honest i think with my dad working so much and you know i didn't really have a strong relationship with my dad growing up um i mean that could be another <laughs> wow i feel like i'm in therapy this is great uh, <laughs> you'll get an invoice at the end don't worry yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's again i wouldn't change how my life has kind of played out because where i'm at now i am the happiest i've ever been um, you know, and through, you know, losing my mom, I've, I've had to like rebuild my relationship with my father and that's getting better. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I think all of that kind of, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's not to sound like Oprah, but it's, it's your own journey. So it's how you travel. It is how it is. That's just all there is to it. And I've always joked around, like, I'm always, like, late to the party on anything that's cool. So it's, like, this whole kind of um, weight loss journey. Like, I really did not start taking control of my life until I was 42 years old. And um, before that, you know, I did, like, paleo. I would get super obsessed with paleo in a way where it was, like, I look back on it and I go, holy crap i was annoying so if any of my friends are listening <laughs> to this i'm sorry for those two years that i was crazy with paleo and just talked about it incessantly and just yeah i was really annoying <laughs> <laughs> um so in 2017 is kind of when you know i started really getting real with myself about like all right you know what you obviously need help. Like you cannot keep going back and forth of like losing all this weight and then gaining it all back. And I was just exhausted of like constantly trying to find that thing, that that magic pill that's going to fix things, you know? Um, and that's when I, I started looking into weight loss surgery and, um, because I was just like, I need help. I need something more than just like a book or someone, um, you know, someone on YouTube telling me, oh, this is what you should do. It was, I just got real and I kind of told myself, I'm like, looking into this. And even if you do go through this, there's nothing wrong with it and you shouldn't be embarrassed about it. Um so I started kind of doing my research and looking around for weight loss 
uh, surgeons and the different types of uh, procedures. And um, that's when I stumbled across uh, the doctor that I went with, Dr. Corman, and who was amazing. And I knew right away, as soon as I met with him, I'm like, this is the guy that's going to help me out. Because I'd been to other doctors to kind of find out more. And honestly, it felt like they only spent like 10 minutes with me. But with Dr. Corman, he spent like an hour during the consultation of just talking. And I just felt like it felt right. And I'm a type of person I kind of like to go with what my gut's telling me. So, you know, through that whole initial uh, consultation, we talked about like, you know, there's things like the gastric balloon or the lap band or the mm -hmm. bypass or the vertical sleep gastrectomy, which is what I ended, ultimately ended up getting. Um, and, you know, once we kind of decided on that, I went all in and I was just like, okay, I'm, you know, well, one of the things, one of the <laughs> reasons why I was going to go all in is because at the time, my BMI was only 37 and a half. And in order for insurance to cover it, your BMI had to be 40. So I had that decision of like, okay, I can either stuff my face until I get to that 40 BMI, or I can just take the bull by the horns and pay for it myself. So luckily, you know, I had been saving and, you know, doing what I needed to do. So I was just at that point where I was like, I didn't want to wait anymore. And I ended up paying for the surgery myself. So I was like, going back to my dad, you know, you take my money, you take my shit. I was like, all right, I'm doing it my way. And I just want to get this thing done. I want to get my life started. I was 42 years old. And I just felt like I still had more. There's still more to explore out in the world. And I wanted to kind of just be the best version of myself. Uh, because for too long, I was kind of just hiding and kind of, I mean, I'd go out, have fun, travel, do all that stuff. But, you know, if my friends, if we were traveling internationally, my friends and I, I would like purposely avoid the beach because I didn't want to take my shirt off or, you know, things like that. And, you know, with age comes wisdom. And then I was just like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. So I need help. Let's, let's do this. Um, so uh December 19th of 2017 I had the VSG surgery um and that's kind of uh when it all started kind of coming together you know before the surgery they make you do like a two week low carb um diet I guess to kind of help make sh to shrink your liver as much as possible and things like that so that was my first kind of experience with I wouldn't say keto, but just the whole concept of low carb. Um, then I had the surgery. And then after the surgery, kind of like I had this epiphany where I was like, all right, if the surgeons want you to do this low carb eating before the surgery. Why wouldn't you just continue doing this post-surgery? Um, and then that's kind of when I was like that little light bulb went off. And that's when I started just like, nerding out on kind of researching and kind of getting getting um familiar with the concepts of keto and low carb and all of that and i kind of just 
dove right in. And it, to me, it just made sense. And I, I was excited to kind of just see what it was going to do. Um, it's a little different for me because I had the surgery, you know, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with what the VSG surgery is, but they essentially remove two thirds of my stomach. And so my stomach is now more of like a sleeve. So in terms of eating, like I, I cannot eat as much as, you know, the normal person can. So I have to be very uh, aware of what I eat. You can't drink and eat at the same time, you know, all those things. So um, drink as in drink alcohol or drink water or anything. What like any anything. Like if you're going to have dinner, they recommend that you don't drink ahead of time because that water is going to fill up this that small amount of space that you have for the nutrients, you know, wow. from the okay. food. So mm-hmm. um it's and they also <laughs> speaking of alcohol because your stomach is definitely smaller, you get buzzed way faster. So you have to be very careful about that. Um, so yeah, from there, I kind of just slow, like once I was able to eat food again, um, I kind of just started dabbling in keto and finding people online and recipes and things like that. And I decided to also create kind of like because I was crazy with my paleo and I talked about it all the time and I didn't want to annoy people. I was like, okay, I'm going to create my own Instagram account for this whole keto journey. So I can kind of keep myself accountable. I can get my excitement about the food that I'm making. I don't, and I don't have to annoy my friends if they want to follow me. Cool. Here it is. So I created uh, my little keto Instagram account. And when I make something that looks really cool, I'll post on it. Like I don't post the things of like, oh, my lunch day is like three hard boiled eggs and some lunch meat. I don't post that. I post like the cool, the, the food that actually looks good. Um, so I kind of created that to help me kind of stay accountable. Um, and then through keto, it's like, it's just changed my life in so many ways. Um, you know, when I, before the surgery, the, the surgeon wanted to know like what my ideal weight was, what what I wanted my ideal weight to be. And originally it was, uh, I told them I want to get down to 175. I felt like that was going to be a good weight. It's far enough from 200, um, not too skinny. And then now through this whole process, I mean, I fluctuate between like 157 to 160, which blows my mind because I don't, um, I don't want to weigh myself. Like I don't want to be a victim to the number on the scale. So I don't have a scale in my house. Only time that I'm ever weighed is if I go to the doctors. And these are all things that I've learned kind of through the process. Like, um, for anybody that's wanting to start out, I would recommend just like being honest about I'm not necessarily going to say triggers, but just things that can set you off because, you know, before this whole process, I was that type of person. If I got on the scale and it had gone up, it would mess up my entire day and it would just ruin, like I would just be, you know, moody. And so, um, this time I was just like, you know what, I have to do it different. I, I, I know what a scale will do. 
and I don't want that negativity in my life. So I, once I got rid of that scale, like that was one like weight kind of lifted off me. Like it just feels so good to not be, you know, constantly worried about how much I weigh. I feel like through keto, it kind of like regulates itself. Um, I mean, and I'm self-aware enough to know that I know that the weight loss surgery played a part in it. Um, but you know, having gone through it and now almost three years post-surgery and being in other groups of like bariatric surgery and keto and seeing everybody's kind of like, um, feedback, like I know that I've stuck to it and I put, I put in the work. So it's like the surgery was only uh, like an hour and what matters most is what I have decided to do post-surgery because that's where the success happened. Um, the surgery was sort of like the spark that lit the fire. And to me, keto is that fuel that keeps that fire burning. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I never would have thought that I would be in this shape in my life ever. Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't have like the best body, whatever. But like at 45 years old, I, I have baby abs and I'm just like, who, who, sometimes I look in the mirror and I go, who are you? This is crazy. It, it blows my mind. But then it also shows how powerful the mind is. And I, I don't think a lot of people pay attention to how powerful that mind is. It's like, I, I could see that I've lost almost a hundred pounds, but you know, you really have to work at changing your mind and, you know, putting in the work, not only at the gym or what have you, but like really dealing with the issues of like why you over ate in the first place or just confronting those things. And it can be scary, but I think it, that's part of my journey as well. Um, I go to all the support groups that my surgeon has. Um, I, because again, I want to hold myself accountable and, um, it's, I feel like those classes have been really good for me of kind of just opening my eyes to things of, um, before I was one of those people that, you know, if I was on a diet and then I had a slip up, I would just be like, oh, screw it. You know, I messed up. I'm, I'm a horrible person. And I'm just going to eat whatever. But through kind of like this whole process, I'm at a place now where if I'm making the decision to have to eat something that's quote unquote not keto, I'm not beating myself up over it because I'm more of like, this is my decision. I know what that means, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to enjoy it. And on my next meal, I'm going to make a better decision. And, you know, it was a work in progress. But once I kind of got to that zone, Again, it was just like, as these little epiphanies and light bulbs were going off, it was like additional like weight that I've been like carrying on my shoulders had just been like dropping off. And as that has been happening, I just noticed like, I just felt so much more happy. Um, and now it's, it's honestly, 
I don't really even have to think about it. Like I know what I need to do. I don't, if I, if I have a bad day or if I'm on vacation, um, I'm going to enjoy myself, but then I'm really good about getting back in the routine. I don't, uh, I feel like a routine is important to me. Um, even if I have like, if I'm having a few drinks with my friends, I still get up the next day at five 30 to go to my Barry's boot camp because again, it's all part of, you know, just keeping consistent and, um, listening to your body. And I just, I just love feeling healthy um, and not being, not feeling tired all the time. And when I wake up, I actually am like, I can jump out of bed and be like, all right, let's do this, you know? Um, whereas before it was kind of just like, kind of like Eeyore-ish. I'd be like, oh God, got to get up, you know? But now it's, my energy levels are through the roof. Um, And I just feel like I'm more, it's like peeling the layers of an onion and the real me is starting to kind of like, uh, come out more and just, you know, and (laughs) it's funny. Uh, I think some of my friends, they, they're always going like, why do you, why do you sometimes post those thirst trap photos? You know, because it's like, because you earned them. (laughs) yeah and it's for someone that has spent the majority of my life I would say my at least my adult life overweight I feel like this is part of um (laughs) part of the process like I'm I'm making up for lost time and I'm still you know I may post a picture of me in a swimsuit um but I'm still the same person you know it's just there's less of me so my personality is the same but now I'm just more, I'm more comfortable in my own skin. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just funny seeing some of the reactions when I do post those. Um, yeah. No, that's hilarious. I was just having a conversation with my wife that we were just talking about the other day. I'm like, it's going to be weird. Like my daughters are probably going to grow up thinking that like dads just don't wear shirts. (laughs) 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 No, that's what I was talking about. Like, well, no, most dads wear shirts all the time. I'm like, your dad just doesn't. <laughs> like, there's, <laughs> there's a difference there. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it, but I mean, I feel like a, we got a lot in common. I mean, I, I got two older sisters. My dad was in the automotive industry. My mom, my mom worked full time. So yeah. like, I, I, I feel like, yeah, there's a lot there that, that I could definitely relate with you on. And, and you spoke briefly about uh, paleo. Yeah. Um, was there, did you try anything else as far as weight loss went or did you, was it just kind of like doing things on your own, yo-yo dieting and then this and that and the other? It was more about yo-yo dieting or just finding like, oh, I heard about this crazy new diet. Let me, let me research it and find out what it's like. And to be honest, that's kind of what paleo was like. Um, you know, uh, well, and through paleo, that's when I kind of started also dabbling more in like um, incorporating exercise into my life. Cause up until then I was like, hell no, I'm not going to like go to the gym or go running. I was like, I'd rather sit my fat ass on the couch and watch TV and eat pizza, you know, all that stuff. So it was like, 
um yeah during the whole paleo years as i'll call them uh i started doing like boot camps out at san francisco and through that it was like um i started developing like i actually started to like running which was crazy it still blows my mind sometimes that i actually enjoy running um yeah you crazy and (laughs) (laughs) it's and another crazy thing is i'll run without uh headphones i just run just because i like to be out there i like to hear everything that's going on around the world make sure you know no cars are coming or bikes or i don't know i just like taking it all in and i feel like music kind of distracts me from that um but yeah, it's like once I started kind of uh, enjoying exercise along with the eating, I started kind of thinking about what what's the exercise that I like. And that's another thing. I think if you're going to incorporate exercise into your life, find something that you like. It's like I know for me personally, I'm not the type of guy to just go to a gym and lift heavy weights. I am a type of person, I need somebody to tell me, all right, Mark, this is what we're going to do. You're going to do 20 burpees. You're going to do 20 jumping jacks, all these pull-ups. And that's what I need. So, um, and that's kind of like what I do now. And I incorporate that, um, like a hit workout. I try to do that at least once, once a day. So seven days a week, I'm doing something, um, just because it's all part of this whole health journey that I'm on. It was like, you can get to a place by just changing your diet. But if you want to go next level, you need to start incorporating movement into your life. And um, now it's just second nature. It's like, I'm a type of person. I also know that I need to work out in the morning because if I don't work out in the morning, I'm not going to work out at all. So you have to make those sacrifices and be like, all right, if I'm going to bed at one, you know, in the morning and I have to get up at five 30, that is the decision that you're going to do and you're going to do it and you're going to get up and no bitching, just do it. And, you know, uh, I'm, I'm kind of in that zone now where it's like, I just get up, my alarm goes off. I don't hit snooze. Um, because I love how I feel after I work out, you know, um, I even do things like I walk to the gym. So the gym that I go to is a mile and a half away from where I live. So it's like, I have to leave earlier than normal to make up for that time, but it's all worth it because it's all adding to just continual motion and just moving my body and being as active as possible. So, um, that would be a tip for people is like if you live close to like a grocery store or something and you're not getting a whole bunch of stuff, just walk there and like mm-hmm. get out there. And sure, it's a little bit more effort, but in the long run, I think it's worth it. You know, just just being active and um, just trying to be that best version of yourself. So I want to ask you about um, the surgery. Yep. Um, that, uh, you mentioned earlier, um, and I'm going to pry just a little bit here to be honest with you. So, um, there's all kinds of thoughts, feelings, concerns, et cetera, with it and whatnot. Um, tell us Mm -hmm. about the pain because I am sure that, you know, that's a challenge. Um, 
I'd like to know a price. And I mean, obviously okay. there's a lot involved with that and everything, but um, yeah. assuming this was kind of the elective surgery type thing that, yep. as you mentioned, you know, insurance, if you were at a certain level would cover and so on. So I'd like to know some specifics, if you will, about that. Yeah, no problem. Um, to be honest, I, I got very lucky with the pain. Um, I only took pain meds the very first night. I had surgery and then I didn't take them the rest of the, uh, during the healing process. Um, I was anticipating the worst, uh, because they tell you like, Oh, you know, you're going to get like this gas feeling up in your like chest after it, but I didn't experience any of that. So I think I'm an outlier in the whole kind of process. And I got very lucky. I mean, I had the surgery on the 19th of December. And then I flew up to San Francisco like a week later for New Year's with my friends. So I don't want to discredit anybody that has had it and had, mm -hmm. you know, horrible pain, but I got very lucky. Um, so in terms of cost, I'll be honest, it was, I paid a little over 19,000 for it. Um, and that was, it would have been more had I gone to the actual hospital that the surgeon was at, but I went to a medical center that he worked with. So it was a little bit cheaper. Um, so yeah, it was 19,000, but I mean, to me, that price i mean i would do it over in a heartbeat how i feel and what that has given me and it's given me a second chance at life so i don't it's definitely money not wasted um it it set me on a path that i don't see myself getting off you know for the rest of my life so mm -hmm. um yeah it was awesome it was crazy kind of going through it um, and just seeing kind of um, the improvements in like my number, my lipid panels and all of that. It was like after um, the surgery. So in early 2018, I had my blood work done and my triglycerides were at 76 at the time. My HDL was 41 and my LDL was 104. And then a year later, I had it done again, and it was like my triglycerides had gone down to 59, my HDL shot up to 89, and my LDL went down to 101. And then um, I just had it done recently, and it was like my triglycerides are, went down even more, so my triglycerides are at 46. My HDLs stayed steady at 89, but my LDL went up to 145. Um, I think that's because I'm doing a little bit more of like a carnivore ish, uh, diet. Like I'm not ready to commit just yet because mm -hmm. I love onions too much and I don't <laughs> necessarily know if I want to <laughs> give those up. Uh, but I mean, I'm, I love these numbers. Uh, especially what I found interesting is the doctor told me that HDL for men is really hard to increase, which I didn't know. So when I went from 41 to 89 in a year, I was like, all right, cool. You know, so I'll, I'll take it. Um, but yeah, it's just the surgery is 
is great and it it poses some challenges though in terms of um for me personally i don't like to be called skinny so when i hear people say like oh my god you're so skinny like to me that's like ugh, it's like nails on a chalkboard because i think we're when I lean. Hear skinny <laughs> yeah and it's like i kind of want to get to that place now where i i want to start bulking up and looking stronger but i i'm a little confused about how i can do this with such a limited space in my stomach like you know um i hear like alberto like some, the calories that you're eating i was like i physically can't do that but i you know i'm an active person um how i need to find a way to kind of see if I can bulk up so I can look a little bit more muscular and less lean. So, let, so let, I, let's jump yeah. in right there and, and, and talk yeah. a little bit about your macros, about what your total caloric intake is, and then what that breaks down to macro-wise protein to, to fat, to carb. Uh, obviously, you're keeping your carbs down as low <laughs> as you can. You're being as, uh, as you're, you're, you're not low fat because you're keto, but, um, what, what does that all shake out to for you on a day-to-day -day basis in order to yeah. take in enough protein in order to, and does that require supplementation because of the, uh, the new gastric configuration that you have? Yeah. Um, well, to be honest, <laughs> when I started this kind of going back to like the scale reference of like, I knew what the scale would mean I didn't want to get into another kind of like crazy paleo, like I have to be perfect all the time. And so when I went into keto, I kind of told myself like, all right, I know I learned what the basics are and I'm going to just eyeball things. I'm not going to put things into a macro calculator. I'm just not, it's not going to work for me. So my entire journey so far on this has been really more about monitoring and just keeping track of things in my head. Um, I read the ingredients and, you know, the nutrition on everything. And um, in terms of, I always prioritize kind of like, uh, like protein and fat first, because that's what's going to keep me satiated. Um, like, eggs i oh my god i i can get down with some eggs like i love eggs like baked eggs hard-boiled eggs um and they keep me full forever um and i also think they're nature's perfect food so why not eat them um in terms of like supplementation yeah for sure i definitely have to take a whole bunch of vitamins um that was part of um the process uh let's it i i take a multivitamin i take uh a d3 i did take a b1 for the first kind of six months after surgery but then you don't have to i take a b12 um i take calcium citrate and then those were kind of like the baseline ones that i had to do in order for the surgery and then from there through kind of hearing about things, reading about it on keto sites, I started implementing other kind of like magnesium, 
Um, I started throwing in a probiotic just because, you know, I just figured why not help my gut kind of flourish. Um, I take biotin um, in my coffee every morning. I do collagen peptides. So that's pretty much kind of like my um, supplementation. And it sounds like a lot, but honestly, Mm. it's just like, it's second nature now. Like everything that I'm kind of doing now just feels like every day you get up, you take a shower, you brush your teeth, you work out, you take your vitamins. It's just, it's not a chore. It's just a way of life. So I never feel like it's a burden. Yep. Um, I I think, yeah, what you, what you're describing sounds completely basic because compared to my, now, I don't take a multivitamin vitamin because I basically make my own. <laughs> I take yeah. <laughs> targeted specific other vitamins. I always pair my uh, vitamin D intake with vitamin K and so on and so forth. So, um, so yeah, I, I have a whole, you know, I, I, I'm looking at my pillbox right now on my desk and I need to fill it up and uh, all that. But, um, you know, it, it, we, we all have our own stacks of what we find we need to do and use and, and all of that. What, um, so it doesn't sound kind of what I was asking or, or hoping that you'd, you'd say, and so I'll, I'll ask it outright. It does not sound like you're supplementing with any protein powders or anything like that to try to nope. increase your protein intake, uh, which honestly, if there was anything that I would say based on my little bit of knowledge, I would probably in your situation, mm-hmm look into that because that would be a way of increasing your protein intake without, and thus a little bit of, uh, uh, and, and, and whatnot. We're, we're always going to be steaks over shakes any day. But if steak is hard to eat, which I know it can be for people who have gastric bypass and, and like vertical sleeve, like what you're talking about and all that type of stuff. Um, if you can't do that, do enough of that, if you need more protein to be able to bulk up or things like that, that there are options for you there. And yeah. that's, and that's uh, something that I, in your shoes, I would probably be th- thinking about that myself um, just to throw that in. Yeah. You're, you're in kind of a weird position to where if, if you can dial it in, you could totally manipulate a very lean bulk. Well, you'll, you'll, you won't add much body fat, but you can start really, really adding muscle, especially if you, if you're not an experienced lifter. Cause like, like they say, the newbie gains, the quote unquote newbie gains that those are, that's a real thing. Yeah. And, and if, if you don't lift and you decided you wanted to start, um, you could, you could, it would take a while to figure out, but you could definitely tweak yourself into just a very minor caloric surplus to where you would do nothing but just grow muscle. And that mm-hmm. might be what you want to look into. And, and I mean, just for me, when I was purposely trying to gain weight, I actually had to work out less because I was working out too much. So I was technically burning too much yeah. to actually gain weight. So another thing to take into consideration would be like uh, uh, just short but intense heavy weightlifting sessions. And then just, just go in there, knock them out, and then uh, then just be done with them. So that way, you know, your burn is limited, but it's it's getting put towards the actual muscle building. Yeah, it's definitely something that, you know, uh, I'm, I'm starting to get more comfortable with the thought of like, all right, I need to start lifting heavier. <laughs> I just have such like an aversion to it. I don't, I don't know why, probably because I tried CrossFit 
before. And no, you went all right I off heard. deep end or off the bed. Oh yeah. Well, he, he did. He was in paleo. He had to do CrossFit. Oh, yeah, sorry. exactly. Right? It's, it's part of the cult. Yeah. Um, now, and 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 from my so I totally uh, relate to that. So I, I I was very intimidated by by lifting heavy and and by the gym, even though I did weight training back in high school and things like that. That was my slack off class that, you know, that's, that's how I didn't have to play basketball every day for phys ed, uh, basically. Um, and, and, and so my, my suggestion or my comment to you in, in, with that in mind is it's nothing like CrossFit whenever you're lifting heavy to lift heavy. All right. CrossFit has that element to it, but it's, uh, it's just a completely different beast. And so, Mm -hmm. um, definitely, um, just slow, intense, methodical movement is just not the same thing as what you do in CrossFit. And that's yeah. really what lifting heavy is all about, at least from what I've picked up on and, uh, and, and enjoy because I, I do actually enjoy it. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, I think like this whole COVID like, uh, thing has really kind of opened my eyes to like sh- shaking things up and like, um, when it first happened, uh, I, I went to two different gyms and they both closed. So I was like, all right, what am I going to do? So it was like, I, I am a type of person now, you know, over the last almost three years where it's like, I don't want to be that person that just makes excuses. Like, Oh, uh, uh, stressful, blah, blah, blah. Like I did not want to be that person. So I didn't want to kind of let uh, this whole quarantine thing kind of knocked me off my game. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just, <laughs> this is going to sound crazy. And when I tell people, they always look at me like, I can't believe you did this. But like, I didn't want to go running outside with like a mask on. So I would literally run in place in my apartment between like three to 10 miles sometimes a day. It sounds crazy, but I was just like, you know what? Just put on some music and just kind of turn your head, you know, turn your mind off and just move. And then I did that pretty much every day. And then the gym started kind of opening up again. And, um, and then through kind of like that running in place, that's when I was like, I started developing my love of running again. Um, so there's that. I still want to continue that. But now that, you know, I see some initial kind of definition in my body and all of that, that's when, you know, what we were just talking about, like, I need to start stepping up my game in terms of lifting heavy things. Yeah. Well, that, during this uh, cut that I'm getting ready to go into, my plan is to get my steady state cardio in via bike rides to and from the, uh, the uh the gym and yep. it's about four miles roughly and it's really there's a little bit of an up and down but um but it's not 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 too crazy nothing nothing crazy by any means we're not denver <laughs> um by any means here in 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 austin but we uh so I, i'm i'm that and and danny was like that's perfect because as long as you're keeping your heart rate steady and it's not like spiking balls to walls yep. or anything like that that's perfect for fat loss, but then you get to the gym and you lift heavy 
and you get that combo. So uh, even if you were running to the gym, getting your steady state cardio in, and then doing your lifting heavy and then running back, that would be a total you know win-win in that regard. You get a little bit of both of, of what you enjoy there. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, so what, what's, you kind of alluded to it in general, but let's ask the question about what a day in in the life of, of eating looks like for you, or maybe just review what you ate today. Um, I tried, well, I'll always start the morning out with a cup of coffee and in that I have my collagen peptides and then I use super creamer, um, which if you guys have not heard or used it's amazing it's zero sugar zero carb it's got fat it's got some protein in it and it tastes delicious so i usually i'll always start my morning out with a cup of coffee um this year i kind of started trying to start my eating window later like i don't want to say intermittent fasting just because i don't i'm not technically doing it the right way like i have my cup of coffee that has the collagen peptides and the super creamer in it. So I guess that would kick me out of a fast. But um, so I try to have my first real meal of the day um, at noon. Um, And then today uh, I may, well, I had leftovers. One of the great things is like, I live alone. So it's like all these recipes I make are for like a family of four or five. So I have so much food left over. So it's like, I have the same thing kind of for four days like i made this french onion meatloaf um yeah you posted a picture of that that did look good that looked really good yeah it i mean it it, it's pretty bomb i i'm a big i'm definitely gonna make it again but uh i had that for lunch um and then i had a little bit of coleslaw that i made as well um and then what else did i have uh, I drank some water. I had some more coffee. Um, I haven't had dinner yet, but I've had a hard-boiled egg as kind of like a snack. Um, and I kind of just listen to my body. Like, if I'm not hungry, I'm not going to eat. And I feel like keto has helped me kind of learn that whole, you know, philosophy. It's like, if I'm eating nutrient-dense foods, like I'm not going to need to eat as much. And I feel like that's why, you know, this country, there's so many overweight people is because they're eating crap and you need to eat more in order to get the nutrients, you know, that your body needs. Um, so, you know, I, it really hasn't been a struggle. Like I don't really have um, any like times where I'm like, oh my God, I'm starving. Like if I, if I'm hungry, I kind of first think like, okay, what have I drank? Like, am I thirsty or if I'm, am I really hungry? And then once I kind of decide that, then, you know, I may, I, I go, I react off of that. I either eat or I drink or what have you. Um, and then probably for dinner tonight, I know it sounds lame, but I'm probably going to have more of that meatloaf just cause I have to <laughs> get rid of it. Um, uh, and then, you know, sometimes at night I'll treat myself to like a few scoops of like peanut butter um, or like a few scoops of ice cream or things like that. Or I'm also obsessed with like 
Chicharrones. Um, Four five zero five, I believe, is a brand that I love. Like mm-hmm. I can go to town on a yeah. bag of uh, chicharrones. Those things so. are so like the texture of those things. They're, I don't know how they pull that per- off, but they're they, amazing. They are. They're they're yeah. absolutely perfect, and unfortunately, they add a little sugar, and it's just like, Dude. <sighs> yeah, buzzkill. Why why are you yeah, gotta do that? Yeah. To Sorry, <laughs> uh, which is a shame. It, it is like. It, it, it would be the world's perfect pork rind yeah. without it. It would be. It would be. I, I ser- it, it seriously doesn't stop me. It's like not enough for me to, to stop. I'll, I'll, I'll down the whole bag. That's no problem. Yeah. Uh, but it is something that I'm at least a little bit aware of uh, with that because uh, I, I, I want to do one bag and not two or three. But they are. They're, they're amazing. Perfect texture. Um, nobody else quite does the, the same. Yeah. I usually have like costco i don't know if you guys have costco where you live but Mm -hmm. if you do like that place is amazing for kind of keto food um like cheese wisps and cheese folios and um at least the one that i go to they have like the big bags of the original flavor 4505 chicharrones so and they have pasture raised eggs like you can get like 24 of them for like eight bucks. It's like amazing. Um, it's kind of Costco is kind of like my target. You know, I always hear some friends go like, Oh my God, I love target. I could just walk around. Like I nerd out in Costco and I always, you know, some of the people that I keto people that I follow on Instagram, they're always going there and they're talking about certain things. And I, I always keep my fingers crossed that the Costco I go to has Mm. these items. (laughs) Like, um healthy noodles and all sorts of like amazing things so highly recommend if you have a costco in your town go there for keto uh food it's yep. amazing absolutely absolutely um, yeah and it's it's just been i just can't say enough about i look back and i go god i wish i could have just slapped my younger self to be like snap out of it like what this is the way to do it. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. And again, this was my journey and I wouldn't change it. Um, so, yeah, just anybody out there that is thinking about it or having a hard time, just some of the things that I personally learned that I think helped me is like, just don't make keto more difficult than it needs to be. And recognizing that, you know, there isn't one, you know, quote unquote, role right way to do it um just get those basics down of kind of you know if you're going to do total carbs or net carbs trying to keep it under 20 a day and then just go from there and then once you start feeling more comfortable you'll naturally just start exploring and pushing the boundaries and wanting to try other things um i also think of like you know life is hard enough and you don't need to be perfect all the time in terms of like ingredients, I hear that a lot from like friends are always like, isn't it really expensive? And it's like, yeah, it can be if you're making sure that everything is top shelf and, but like be realistic and live within kind of like whatever your lifestyle is. You're not going to die if you don't have pasture raised eggs. You know what I mean? It is what it is. And um, again, also if you slip up on a meal, just don't beat yourself up. Like, stop doing that to yourself and kind of make a better decision next time. And um, 
what are some other like kind of just I also learned that food it doesn't have to be this well thought out beautiful presentation like it as I was mentioning earlier it could be some hard-boiled eggs and some lunch meat and you know what it's doing the same thing you know and it's a hell lot easier you don't have to like spend too much time in the kitchen it's just like you you kind of view food as more of like fuel as opposed to you know um a luxury or a treat don't get me wrong like i i'm a foodie i love food but i also i just have such a more healthy relationship with how i view it and it's like i can view it as fuel but then i can also view it as like you know what this is a treat and i'm gonna i want to take the time to make this beautiful meal um and then um also i think it's important for people to kind of just be real and stop making excuses um everybody has their own stresses and craziness in life but focus on the things that you can control we can control what we put in our mouth the movements that we do like once you kind of let go of the things that you have no control over it's going to be so much easier and then that way you know when life seems crazy like it has been like 2020 i think everybody could relate to this it's just what are the things we can control what we eat you know exercise all of that stuff like so focus on those sort of things um yeah i don't know no that's that's a great way to bring things down uh one simple question and the answer can't be mm-hmm. steak is what is your favorite fuel uh-huh. <laughs> or or uh, or uh, keto food. Ooh, that's such a good question. Um, I don't want to say bacon because of last the last podcast and Alberto <laughs> kind of ruined that well, for me. Hey, that might be your best friend if you're trying to add on a little bit of weight. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would probably say eggs. Like I. I just think they're so versatile and you could do so many things with eggs. Um, so that's probably my favorite um, quick food, but don't get me wrong. Like I love beef and pork and it's also weird. Like I'm starting to develop a love of salmon. Like before I would just be like, eh, it's all good. Like y'all can keep your salmon, but Lately, I'm like, I want all the salmon. It's so weird how my tastes have kind of been changing. But yeah, yeah, okay. But that's yeah, fair. Eggs for sure. Okay, good, good answer. And and eggs are like absolutely one of the most va- versatile single food items that you can have. That's both animal product and perfect keto macros. Like there, there's a perfect balance of. Uh, protein to 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 fat and uh, then you you have a little bit of carb in there but that's the type of necessary carb that we need and so um, no I I I, uh, can't see a better way of getting it in for sure Um, I think that's pretty much everything Jim Berto anything else any other parting shots or parting questions at this point no sir I'm good man it was a great conversation it's good to have you 
Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Uh, so yeah. Um, how can people connect with you, um, online with your Instagram and all that? And then we'll uh, close things down. All right. Sounds good. So, uh, my keto Instagram is the gourmet. So G O U R M E H. Um, my personal, uh, Instagram. That's hilarious. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just cause I figured I was like, the way I describe it is like, sometimes it turns out sometimes it doesn't it's 100 percent meh i'm just like i'm not going to get hung up if it doesn't turn out so that's kind of where i came up with that and then my personal instagram account is uh at tyranno sartoris um and then you know if anyone they can find me it's also if anyone's on twitter it's the same at tyranno sartoris and then you can find me uh, uh within the group on facebook very cool. Um, for our listeners, once again, a reminder, you can connect with with uh, all the hosts, the Facebook, uh, the Facebook groups, the podcast, uh, pretty much anything and everything there um, uh, is available at theketomansclub.com. And uh, that's a great way to be able to connect with us. So we won't bore you with all of those details. Um, Mark, thank you again for being on the, the show uh, and sharing well, your story. You. I really do think that there will be a lot of people that identify with you, a lot of people who have um, had some type of gastric uh, bypass or gastric surgery to to reconfigure things down there. And, and yep. um, some of them have had better and, and worse experiences with that. And so it will be, uh, I believe, really helpful for them to hear someone who's gone through that but that has followed that up and and gotten into keto and really uh, found success. And so that's really uh, yeah. something I'm, I'm glad to hear about and, and get to, to get the chance to be able to share that story with others for sure. So totally. thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. And, you know, really quick before uh, I go, I just want to encourage if anyone is having thoughts about getting surgery or anything like that, like, don't be embarrassed of it. I think there's a lot of stigma for men to kind of like reach out for help like that. And, you know, I just want to be a voice to people to be like, it's, it's okay to ask for help. And there shouldn't, you shouldn't be embarrassed about it. I mean, also, you know, after I lost all this weight, I'm going to be completely honest. I had a mini tummy tuck because I worked my ass off and I had this like skin hanging and I didn't want it mm -hmm. done. And it's like, I, I'm super honest with people about it because I want to be an example for other men to be like, it's okay. Like, it's not a bad thing. If you want to look your best, do it. You know, it feels great to feel good. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, very good words of encouragement there. We, uh, and we're all about um, men being able to be real, be authentic uh, both yep. with themselves and with others for sure. Totally. For sure. Okay, well, that's it for this week. Make sure to eat meat, lift heavy, sleep, and repeat. Thank you for joining us for the Keto Man's Club podcast. Your support means the world to us. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Would you help us spread the word about the Keto Man's Club by sharing with your friends and family? We're available on all podcast platforms, so just search for Keto Man's Club and you'll find us. If you would like to connect with us, you can do so a number of ways. Our web address leads to our Facebook group, theketomansclub.com. That's T-H-E-K-E-T-O 
M-A-N-S-C-L-U-B.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Keto Man's Club Podcast. Lastly, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out via email to Keto Man's Club Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for joining us today, and we look forward to hanging out with you again next week.